Welcome to the Unbusy Your Life podcast, where each week you will learn the tips, tools, strategies, and mindset of productivity. This isn't time management. This is personal management because the solution to your scheduling, time, and productivity issues is you and how you show up in your time. Hi, I'm Neil Williams, life coach and productivity expert, and I am going to help you become the best you in your 24 hours so you can get all the things done and live the exact life you want. Get ready to unbusy your life. Welcome to episode number 53 of the Unbusy Your Life podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Now, I mentioned last month that this year I'm focusing on a specific theme each month in the show. And last month it was all about goals because I feel like that's where everybody's brain is at in January is setting goals for the year and thinking about what they want to accomplish, what they want to create in their year. So this month, what we're going to talk about is productive habits. And not only that, but I'm going to do an episode with my own coach. And here's why. Some of you are under the mistaken impression that I am perfectly put together, this evolved human, cool as a cucumber, handle everything beautifully in my life. I could not tell you how far from the truth this is. You can ask my coach, you could ask my husband, or you could ask my kiddo. Now, I hear this all the time from my clients and my students, and I want to end this misconception. I am a human just like you. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have my own coach come on the show and really reveal all of the dirt on my messy brain. I want you to see that I am a human because... What that will make it mean for you is that when I'm teaching you here, this is all the stuff that I already do in my life, is available to you too as a human. So if you thought that I'm just like this special snowflake that can do all these things and it's just not possible for you, I want to knock that misconception and that disbelief, that impossibility down by bringing you my own humanness. So I want to make sure that you have a chance to listen into this. It's going to be the last episode of February. should be super fun. Feeling a little vulnerable about it, but I'm doing it because I want you to see that you can be a human and create everything that you want in your life. So this month is all about productive habits. Now, I'm going to talk about some things that I have not talked about on the show before, Many of these things are new concepts and things that I'm teaching in my group program. And I'm just going to give you little tidbits of those because I think what I share with you this month as far as productive habits will make you think about the habits that you're cultivating in a little different way. It's not the same kind of thing. You probably get the same message that you get from the time management gurus out in the world. It's really a lot about mindset and personal management, which is what at the core I'm teaching you in this show. So today, what I wanted to talk about is how to reverse engineer your ideal work week. Now, I want to suggest that this might be for you. If you set a goal that sounds like I'm going to make 500K this year, or I'm going to make a million dollars this year. Now, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that goal. Here's my concern and what I see happening. When we set a goal like this, but we don't 
also put into the goal the number of hours per week that we're going to work in going after and creating that goal, what happens is we end up working way more. So the goal ends up being more important than thinking about our lifestyle or our life. What I'm going to offer is making this slight shift, which might look like I'm going to create 500K by 12-31-2021 in 30 hours or less each week. Now, the reason I want to make sure I make clear that the reason I'm suggesting this is that if you don't make the decision about how much you're going to work intentionally, you will keep training your brain that time creates success and money. And that is not true unless you've decided that it is. And here's why I think this is so important. I'm seeing too many amazing entrepreneurs burning themselves out and it's completely unnecessary. So to take the first step towards prevention or reversing this burnout situation, let's start today with the most important decision that you can make, and that is to work the number of hours that you want and still create your goals and the money you want and all of the success that you want. The number of hours that you do it in each week can be reverse engineered. I want you to just stop and think about this for a second. We do this as entrepreneurs all the time. You've probably done this with a launch even. So you think about like, okay, for this launch, I have a certain revenue goal And then you start backing your way into it, right? Then you back into maybe the number of sales calls that you need to create or the conversion rate on your sales page. And then you back it up one more step up the funnel and think about the number of leads that you need to create. Now, we also do this with revenue, with our anal revenue. We are really good, actually, as entrepreneurs in doing this reverse engineer thing but we don't think of applying the same technique that we're so good at to our lifestyle and our time. In fact, I was just listening to a podcast the other day about money with a CPA, and he was talking about this exact same thing about reverse engineering your annual revenue goal based on the lifestyle that you want. So the way that he was thinking about it was, okay, how much money do you want to make each month And then what does that mean for an annual revenue goal? And then bump that up to include expenses and taxes. So what's the lifestyle that you want to live? How much money would that require per month? Figuring out the annual revenue goal from that and then increasing it for taxes and expenses. And I was thinking, this is exactly what I teach my students to do in creating their six month plan in the Unbusy Entrepreneur Group program. One of the components of that plan is figuring out what your ideal work week actually looks like and then planning for that. So I decided to create a quiz around this. You guys might know that I love quizzes. And so the quiz is gonna do the work for you by asking the questions about your life and then spitting out what your ideal lifestyle looks like. And based on that, what your work week looks like. So if we consider your life and your lifestyle first, and then we figure out what's left for your work, that's what the quiz is going to do. So this is not a question that most people ask, right? We let the answer be what we think it will need to be to get the to-do list done or to accommodate our clients 
or our teams or our businesses. But what I want to do today is open you up to the possibility that that way of looking at it has caused the current situation where we're out of balance. It's like this out of balance crisis that so many entrepreneurs, especially entrepreneur parents, are facing. And what happens is when you decide and put the priority on the work first, then your life just fills in the cracks around that. But what if we decided that what our life needed got first priority and then we filled in work in the cracks of our life? I would guess that if you did it that way, if you looked at it that way, your life and your work schedule would look vastly different. Am I right? We've just so taken for granted that this decision about how many hours we work and when they, when we work and the days that we work is something that is outside of us. We've like disempowered ourselves to be able to make this decision for ourselves. And what I want to consider today is that, no, this is your decision to make. And in fact, it's probably the most important decision that you make every single week. How many hours am I going to work? What do those hours look like? What number of hours and what's the combination of those within my week that lets me live the life that I want to live? This is exactly the process that I did when I decided to reduce my work week down to 30 hours at my corporate job. And it's exactly what I did when I decided to build my side hustle into a full-time business. I decided to value my life so much that I was willing to do the work to figure out how to build a business around it. And when I say that it was work to figure that out, it was, but it was so worth it. And this is one of the main values in my business now. So when I hire employees, which is one of the projects for next year, it will be the value that I will communicate with them that one of our core values is that we get all the things done in 30 hours or less. It won't be an option for them to work more than this in my company because it's so foundational to my core beliefs. I do not believe that money is created with time. And because of that, I am able to go out and build a successful business in the amount of time that I want to spend doing it. Now, this idea of time and money and this connection that we have in our brain about this is going to be a topic of a future episode because it's running rampant in many entrepreneurs in how they are approaching their businesses and how they're creating money. But for now, what I want you to consider is the time piece, the decision to work the number of hours that you are working and decide it on purpose. The reason that you're working the number of hours that you are right now is either because you think you don't have a choice or you haven't thought about the choice that you've been making. So how do you back into your ideal work week? You consider your life first, what it takes to fuel your life and to live it the way that you want. Now, there's five categories that I think require consideration in creating your ideal work week around your ideal life and lifestyle. 
And I'm going to quickly just go through those five categories so that as you're doing this exercise for yourself this week, that you think about these things because they are going to sound obvious to you. I promise you. But that doesn't mean that you throw them out or you don't consider them. And the reason that you haven't considered them before is because you've just been on autopilot and taken them for granted as maybe they're the leftovers, right? I want you to think about these things as the main meal, as the main course. They are all on the table first. They're not the leftovers. You might not have done the math on this before. I did, of course, because I'm a math nerd, (laughs) but 24 hours in a day is 168 hours in a week. So if you're thinking about your ideal week, you want to think about what of those hours do you want to carve out for your ideal life and lifestyle first, and then back into what's left for your work. And just because you have maybe 50 hours available to you for your work when you do this exercise doesn't necessarily mean that that's the number you choose to work, right? That's what's available. And within that, you get to decide how many of those do I use for my work. So category number one is what I call life fuel. (laughs) This is going to sound very basic, but I think we don't stop and consider the time bank for these kinds of things when we're going and we're scheduling our work week. We're so on autopilot when we're doing this. So the number one thing that I have here for life fuel is sleep. How much time do you want for sleep every night? Not just to function, not just to make it through your day, but to thrive. I think most of us let sleep be such a low priority that we are constantly sleep deprived. We think that if we use more of those hours for working or getting things done, that we're more productive. But I want you to remember that being well-rested and functioning at your highest level because you're well-rested is way more productive. You are going to knock out way more things in fewer hours just by allowing yourself to be fully rested. So what is that number? For me, it's eight to nine hours. I used to only allow myself to sleep six to seven hours, and I was in a constant deficit, constant, and I'd have to drag myself through the day. It was so hard to get out of bed in the morning, and then I just drew a line in the sand, and I was like, listen, I got to figure this out. I didn't let less sleep be an option anymore, and when it wasn't, guess what happens? This is true for any time you constrain yourself in your time. If you don't allow a plan B, Your brain goes to work in figuring out the problem with the set of constraints that you have. I want to make sure that you hear me say that. When you have constraints, it creates innovation in your brain for how to do things differently, do them better, how to solve the problem within the set of constraints that you have. That is the power of your human brain. So how much sleep do you need to thrive in the world every day? The second thing under life fuel, food. (laughs) 
Again, so basic, right? But I don't think we'd stop and take the time to think about these things. And what is the time bank associated with them? What do we want that time bank to be? So think about these kinds of things with food. Do you want to prepare all your meals? How many meals per day will you prepare? How many will you consume? When do you want to eat them? What does that look like for you? What is the time bank that you are going to give yourself to fuel your body with energy in terms of food every single day? And it's different for everybody, right? Some of you might be listening and you're like, listen, Neil, I do not cook. I do not want to cook. I just want to buy everything pre-prepared. Fantastic. But give some thought to that. Decide on purpose what that looks like. And then there's some of you who are like, I love to cook. I love being in my kitchen. I want to prepare meals every single day for myself and for my family. So if that's what you want, you have to think about it in terms of that's part of your lifestyle. That's part of the fuel for your life. And what is the time that you want to carve out to be able to do that? Okay, so life fuel is category number one. Category number two is self-care. Now, I know you hear so much about self-care, but in the back of your mind, I'm willing to bet if you're not doing the things that you want to to take care of yourself, it's because you still have an overriding belief that you don't have time, that there's too much to do, and that self-care is just not one of those priorities. But that's not what you're going to consider in this exercise. Remember, what we're doing here is we're considering your ideal lifestyle. So don't let your brain go to the I can't and I don't have enough time. Like if everything was available to you, if everything was possible for you, what would this look like? So a couple of categories I want you to consider for self-care. Number one, your morning routine. You guys know that I'm a huge fan of a morning routine, right? (laughs) I love my morning routine and it's constantly evolving. The thing that I have added in recently is reading. And here's why I did this because over the Christmas break, I took two weeks off from my business, from working, just was off. And I spent a lot of time planning and reading and content consuming. And what I realized was reading in the morning is like this guilty pleasure, this treat for myself. I literally had this thought like, oh my gosh, am I going to get in trouble for doing this? And because of that, because that felt like such a luxury to me, I'm now gifting it to myself every day as part of my morning routine. Okay. So what would your ideal morning routine look like? I've talked about this on the show before. I gave you some ideas of what I use my morning routine as an example, just to give you some ideas of what you might do. I do my self-coaching. I do some meditation. I do now my reading. I write down my goals every single day without fail. And then I also work out every day. Now that's my choice, right? I want to do that because it energizes me for my day. I feel like I'm a better human. I handle things. I thrive better in my day. So maybe you're not working out every day, but that's just something to consider. And working out could be like going for a walk or doing some yoga or some stretches or whatever. But I have that in my morning routine as well. So think about what do you want? Do you want to read? Do you want to pray? Do you want to journal? Do you want to do some self-coaching? Do you want, what is it that you want to do in your morning routine? What would help you be able to thrive as a human in the world? And what is the time bank associated with that? 
The other piece that I have here that I want you to just consider is time off. In your ideal world, how many days off per week do you have? Now, for me, it's three, but for a lot of people, it's even four. And I'm like playing around with the idea of four days off. Think about for you, what would be ideal? Okay, so life fuel, self-care. Category three is relationships. We're humans with other humans in our families and in our lives, right? So think about this in terms of like your momming. How much time do you want the work of momming to have available to you each day or each week? So I like to think about this, like a lot of parents have like in the morning, they want to have a certain amount of time before school. And then in the afternoon, they want to have after school, right? Super common. And for me, same, but I also have one afternoon per week where I'm just often like I Lincoln and I just do stuff together, whatever. And in the pandemic, it's looked different. Of course, we've done a lot of walking to Starbucks to get our furry baby, a puppuccino, but It's still something that I consider. I block that out on my calendar. So for you, what could that look like? And not just your relationships with your kids, but what about your other relationships? What about the time that you want to carve out to spend with your husband or your spouse or your partner, or even checking in with your friends, maybe grabbing a cup of coffee or just talking on the phone if it's still the pandemic, right? Or even your parents, I have like a weekly call with my parents where it's like I go for a walk and I have my AirPods in and we just chat about all the things. What is the time bank for your relationships? And then category four is what I call life maintenance. It's like just like your car, like your car needs routine maintenance, right? In order to continue. So your life does too. And the things that I think about in this category are like chores, right? Maybe you don't have any chores, but maybe you do. Like, I still do laundry. I still do prepping of the meals. I still do some grocery shopping. I have a lot of groceries delivered at this point, but think about those chores and what is the time bank associated with those? These are some of the things that I see often, way too often being overlooked and they just get ignored then. And then the other thing in this category I want you to think about is appointments. So doctors, dentists, maybe you have some other kind of appointment that you go to. Maybe it's a weekly massage appointment. Maybe it's, I know for, for myself, for a while, I had a a massage therapist that was helping me work through some injuries from running. So what does that look like? What are those appointments? Do you need an hour a week, a couple hours per week? And I'm guessing that you're still taking your kids to appointments too, right? So consider that life maintenance. Okay. The very last category is what I call like the luxuries, the fun, the other things. So things like hobbies, what are your hobbies? Do you love to read? Is there a new skill that you want to cultivate? Is there like, maybe it's Netflix, (laughs) Maybe there is just something on Netflix that you've been wanting to watch. Maybe it's content consumption, right? Like maybe you've bought a course and you just haven't like created the time to be able to consume it. What are those things that you really want to be doing that are super fun, that maybe fill you up, fill your cup? Think about that and think about the time bank you want to give them. So if you only go through these five categories and you give some actual thought to all of these, I promise you, like when you back into what's left for your work, you're going to have had a much more thoughtful consideration of your life 
and the lifestyle that you want to live. So here's the question that I'm posing to you this week. If you thought about your life first, how would your work week look different? Is it a different number of hours? Is it different days? Is it different times of day? What is different? This is so worthwhile to explore because if the answer is vastly different from what your life looks like now, there is going to be tension. You're going to be struggling doing the things the way you are because that's at the expense of the way that you want to live your life. And you have to first be aware of this before you can change it. So this part is just an awareness exercise, but you have to be aware before you can make any change. And it's so helpful to see the truth of why you feel like you're overwhelmed or stressed or dissatisfied with the way your work and your life are structured right now. So the point here is to consider flipping the way you've made your decision about your work week. Just because most people and in society, we've collectively decided in the past that we should schedule life around work doesn't mean it's the decision that we keep making. And here's what I want to offer as entrepreneurs. I really feel like we are the gatekeepers of change. When we make changes and the world starts to see the impact and the power of these changes that we've made, it's going to have a trickle effect. What would the world look like if we were all doing what we wanted in both work and life? I imagine so many higher producing humans who are happy doing what they're doing and when they're doing it. This is really what my mission is to help those of you who want to change the conversation about work and life and how we make the decisions around it so that you are living the way you want and still working and creating all the success and the money that you can imagine. Now, if you don't want to do this work on your own, I've got you because by the time this episode goes live, my new quiz called the entrepreneur workaholic, how many hours should I work is going to be available to you. And all you need to do is go to my website at www.neilwilliams.com. Now, when you do, you're going to get a result and also three things that you can take action on right now towards creating that ideal work and life balance. Go take the quiz, see where you land. And as always, DM me with any questions you have at Neil Williams coach, or send me an email at neil at neilwilliams.com. Have a beautiful, unbusy week, everyone. Talk to you next week.